Hi there, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 114. And today, I want to talk about strewing. Yes, I have a couple of stories about strewing that I'd like to share with you. You might know that I'm recording a series of shorter podcasts at the moment. And this is because I'm working on my unschooling book. Yes, I'm finally getting around to editing it properly. I'm still feeling rather excited about it, and I'm making some progress. But I don't want to give up podcasting while I'm working on the book, so I have decided to share a few of my blog post stories, some of the older stories from my blog's archive. So I hope you're enjoying these stories. Yes, I'm going back a few years to share some stories that maybe you haven't heard before. Today I've got a couple of stories that I want to tell you. As I said, they are both about strewing. But before I get onto the stories themselves, I just want to update you on my blog posts. While I'm working on my book, I'm also sharing some of the things that I am thinking about and writing about as a series of blog posts. Yes, my unschooling book series. At the time of recording this podcast, which is Monday, November the 20th, I have recorded 17 of these unschooling book posts. I'm hoping to continue publishing them right until the end of November. This is the challenge that I've set myself. Some motivation to get on and get this book finished. So I invite you to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, if you would like to see what sort of progress I'm making on my book. If you would like to stop by and add your thoughts to any of my posts, please do. I have a few loyal friends who are reading each of my posts and leaving their comments, and their thoughts are actually very, very helpful to me. Their words have given me extra ideas about what I want to write about for each of the topics in my book. So I do appreciate any input that you might be able to give me. I think it's time to share today's stories. In the last three episodes, I shared one story per episode, but today I have two stories for you. They're very much connected. As I said, they are on the topic of strewing. Strewing is a very basic unschooling word. You hear it a lot in unschooling circles. I was going to explain what the word means for anybody who hasn't yet come across it, but I think that you will understand from just listening to my story. The first story I have today is called Time for Some Strewing. Sometimes life provides my children with more than enough learning experiences without any help from me. A bushfire might be burning on our doorstep, giving everyone a unique learning opportunity. At other times, ordinary life provides one question after another for us to answer. We might discuss the problem of a broken washing machine, or we're anticipating the installation of a hot water system. We might have a pile of books we're engrossed in, or we have dozens of projects we're working on. There's lots going on. We are discussing and reading and learning heaps without any trouble at all. Then one day we wake up and the day feels very flat. 
I don't know what to do. I finished that project. I don't know what to do next. I'm fed up with learning about. I feel like doing something different. I read that book. What shall I read next? Time for some strewing. So what is strewing? I guess it's enriching our children's environment with interesting resources or experiences. We scatter or strew things in front of our children, hoping they might capture their interests, inspiring them to ask questions, be creative, feel excited. We want them to enjoy the learning that results from something we have placed in their pathway. So what can we strew? I suppose we can strew anything, websites, books, e-books, DVDs, online videos, podcasts, CDs or MP3 files, computer software programs, places we can visit, art and craft and handicraft materials, cameras, food, maps, science kits, pictures and paintings, games, online classes such as art classes, things we've collected from the beach, leaves and flowers. I am always on the lookout for things to strew. Some I buy, others I bookmark, some I gather. And when I see my children are at a loose end looking for something to get involved with, I start strewing. I hang a painting on the wall where my children can't fail to notice it. I pop a new CD into the player. Perhaps I make a pile of new books on the coffee table. I could gather some art or handicraft materials. Like most people, we have lots of resources scattered about our house that no one seems to take much notice of. There are piles of games on top of our bookshelves that aren't often used. We have dozens of DVDs we've never watched. There are books and more books and drawers full of CDs, bags of fabric. Every now and then I walk around the house pulling out a few things from here and there that look interesting. I make a pile on the coffee table. I don't worry about mess. Everything stays there under our noses where we can see it. It can wait for someone to discover it or... I can issue an invitation to share a particular resource. I read this book. Would you like to read it too? Does anyone want to watch this DVD with me? I found a version of Swan Lake on YouTube. Shall we watch it? We could go to the lake for a picnic. We could take our pencils, scooters, running shoes, cameras. How about we visit the garden centre? My kids love doing things with me. They're happy to curl up on the sofa and watch almost any DVD, as long as I'm next to them. They are ready to listen to most books, if it means I'm doing the reading. But if they choose not to join me, that's okay. It's their choice. Of course, I haven't time to get involved with every resource I strew, so the girls will try things out for themselves. Or I could get them going and then leave them to it. This is what happened when I strewed the website, Scratch. Hey, look what I found, girls. We could make our own animations using code. Shall we give it a go? Gemma Rose and Sophie were interested. Charlotte wasn't. 
Soon the younger girls and I were coding. They have returned to their projects many times, even though I have moved on to other things. I often strew electronically. I've sent some new books to your Kindles, girls. If you bring me your MP3 players, I could add some new music, spiritual talks to them. I found some good websites. I'll send you an email with the links. The girls can dip into these resources or not as they please. If I watch and listen carefully, I get lots of possible strewing ideas. If you enjoyed that book, you might like this one. I bookmarked a podcast on that topic. Shall I send you the link? After we were talking about that painting the other day, I found a YouTube video all about it. Do you want to have a look? Sometimes I help the girls bookmark certain websites on their computers to visit in their own time. Now you know about that site if you feel like playing, using, reading, listening. You can return to it whenever you like. Strewing resources don't have to be big or expensive. I could strew a simple shell or a leaflet about solar heating or some used stamps or a magnet or a set of sharpies or a new notebook, or a photo. Sometimes I strew my own interests and passions. I set myself up where the girls will see me and start work. What are you making, Mum? Can I try that? You're drawing. What book are you using? I could do that. What are you watching, Mum? Can I join you? Sometimes I deliberately strew something I want my children to know about. I might offer them poems I really like a DVD of a Shakespeare play, or a novel I enjoyed. Most times, they will at least glance at what is on offer. But what if my children aren't interested in what I have strewed? What if they reject my strewing? Then that's quite okay. The world is full of interesting things to learn about. If my children don't pick up on some of the resources and experiences I put before them, then I just go looking for other things to capture their attention. I think I might go and do a bit of strewing right now. Earlier today, I noticed a science board game a friend gave us several months ago. We've never played it. Do you think if I stand on a chair and reach for it, the girls will say, What are you doing, Mum? When I wipe the dust off the box, will they say, What's that game about, Mum? And when I start to pull everything out and set up the board, will they say, Can we play too? I hope so. And if not, I'll just place the game on the coffee table. It might capture someone's attention another day. I wrote that story almost four years ago. A few things have changed since then. I was talking about strewing electronically. These days I do a lot of strewing through my Evernote notebooks. If you have listened to previous podcasts or read some of my blog posts or even watched some of my videos on YouTube, you will know that I have an unplanning notebook. And in that unplanning notebook, I clip all sorts of resources that I think my children might be interested in. And then when they are at a loose end and want something to do, they can scroll through that notebook and see if there's anything there that might capture their imaginations. 
I put all sorts of things in that notebook. YouTube videos, books, web pages. Sometimes I clip in photos of things that we have around the house. Mostly the things in that notebook are things that can be found on the internet. I mentioned a painting on the wall in that story. I hang a painting on the wall where my children can't fail to notice it. I wrote a story about that, about that painting, and I also made a podcast talking about it. My most successful series of paintings were ones by Vermeer. They really captured our imaginations. We had some wonderful conversations about those paintings. I went looking for some paintings online, some that were available with big files that I could download, and then I printed the paintings out on A4 paper. I think I used photography paper. Then I put them one by one in a frame and put the frame on the wall next to our kitchen table where everybody could see it. And I changed the painting maybe every couple of weeks. And each painting gave us lots and lots of things to talk about. So I might put the link to that blog post and that podcast into the show notes in case you would also like to strew a painting. Yes, that was one of my more successful strewing operations. Yes, sometimes strewing isn't successful. And I want to talk more about that in a minute because I have another story to share with you about strewing that is rejected. I said in this story that my girls will at least have a glance at most things that I strew. I think trust has a lot to do with that. If they feel they have no choice but to take interest in what I am presenting to them, they're not going to want to have a look at it. But they are more open if they know that they have the option to look but reject if it doesn't suit them. It's really exciting when our children show an interest in a particular topic. As I said in this story, strewing gets very easy then. We go looking for resources that are associated with our children's interests. We also get very excited. I have spent lots and lots of time finding things that I think my children will like because the things are associated with their passions. The only problem here is that sometimes a passion or an interest can come to an abrupt end. And when that happens, our kids are no longer interested in the things that we have found. And we can feel a bit disappointed by this. Maybe we feel we have wasted our time. I think with strewing, it is important that we offer, but we don't insist that our children use what we have found. That can be difficult sometimes to stay detached from the whole process. Talking about another change, I said, if you bring me your MP3 players, I could add some new music or spiritual talks to them. Well, these days the girls have their phones or they have iPods. And also we have subscribed to Spotify. So we no longer buy CDs or files from iTunes. Or very rarely do we do that. But that doesn't mean that we can't strew music. If I find anything that I think my girls will be interested in, I either mention it, you might find that on Spotify, or might write it down for them. I could even send them an email with the details in it. Yeah, emails are really good. Because once you've got the link in an email, it's really easy to find things on the internet. 
rather than write out the address by hand. I think the other point in this story, which may be important, is that we don't just have to put things on the coffee table and hope that our children will stumble across them. We can strew verbally, make suggestions, invite kids to read things with us or watch things or go places. They can say no, but we can invite them rather than just hope that they will see these things by themselves. We can also strew thoughts and ideas, have conversations and strew ideas within them. Strewing doesn't have to be something physical that we can see or something we can see on the internet. It can be an idea that goes around inside our heads that might lead to something else. Now I said that strewing sometimes is rejected and we might feel very disappointed about this. Especially if we think that the things that we are strewing are very, very interesting. Why aren't our kids interested in what we have found? What do we do about it? besides feeling very disappointed. Well, I have a very short story here that I think leads on very nicely from this one, and I'm going to tell you that story next. The story is called What to Do When Strewing is Rejected. Recently, I found all kinds of things to strew in front of Charlotte. I came across a website and DVD series that has an episode about a man who settled on the uninhabited Cocos Islands, later making himself king over the workers of his coconut plantation. His family ruled for 150 years before Australia brought that rule to an end. Doesn't that sound interesting? I discovered a TV program about Mao's last dancer and told Charlotte about it. I remembered we owned the book. I thought she would love to read it. And then there's the movie version. I subscribed to Explore Learning's Maths and Science gizmos and imagined all the fun Charlotte would have playing with them. I found a chemistry book, The Joy of Chemistry, full of experiments that can be performed with materials easily obtained from our local shops. Perfect for Charlotte, the unschooling chemist. And what about the computer science tutorials I found on the Khan Academy website? There were other things too. Don't you think all these resources sound very interesting? If I were a teenage unschooler, I would be very excited by what I'd found. I'd want to start watching, reading, clicking straight away. So why did Charlotte screw up her nose and ignore my suggestions? I'm a little disappointed. What shall I do? Shall I keep nagging her to take a look at my strewing? I think for a moment, and the answer comes loud and clear. Leave Charlotte to learn what she wants to learn, and use the resources myself. Because when it comes down to it, it's me who's excited by what I've found, not Charlotte. So I'm using the computer science tutorials. I'm trying to work out how to translate and rotate my drawing using JavaScript. I watched the TV program about Mal's Last Dancer. I might reread the book. I'm about to order a copy of the movie for myself. I'm going to watch that DVD about the man who ruled the Cocos Islands. I guess there's always the possibility that when Charlotte sees how involved I am with my DVD, tutorial, book, 
She might suddenly become interested. She might settle down next to me and want to take a look after all. But if she doesn't, that's perfectly okay. We're all different. We don't have to learn the same things. There are so many interesting things to investigate. It doesn't matter at all if Charlotte rejects some of my strewing. So what do I do when strewing is rejected? I keep looking for other resources for my children, and I use the rejected ones myself. At the time of writing that story, which was five years ago, Charlotte was very interested in science, especially chemistry. And maybe that was why I felt extra disappointed that she didn't like the sound of the science gizmos and the book, The Joy of Chemistry. I thought at least she could um, have a go at them. But no, she had other ideas. And that's quite all right. So those are my two stories that I wanted to share with you today. At the beginning of the first story, Time for Some Strewing, I said, sometimes life provides my children with more than enough learning experiences without any help from me. A bushfire might be burning on our doorstep, giving everyone a unique learning opportunity. Yes, sometimes we don't need to strew. Life is interesting enough on its own. Maybe too interesting, especially if there's something like a bushfire burning on our doorstep. And I have a couple of stories about learning from life. And I would like to share those stories with you next time. Sort of balance up the picture. Sometimes we need to strew and sometimes we don't. And the next two stories will be about times when we don't have to strew. And maybe strewing is the last thing that we want to think about. But that's next time. So I hope you have enjoyed today's stories. I will put the links to those stories in the show notes. And if you would like to read them for yourselves, maybe follow the links within those stories. You can yeah, follow the link and go to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. That's also where you'll find my Unschooling Book series. And I have a lot of other stories in my blog archive. I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast, episode 114. And until next time, trust, respect, and love unconditionally.